It's MMA and beyond. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for visiting our sponsors, whether it be Audible, who are giving you a free book at audible.com uh, slash MMA beyond, whether it's on it, whether it's on it.com slash MMA beyond, uh, wherever you're going to law, MMA websites, whatever you're doing during this quarantine, during these times. Thank you so much for listening and giving us an hour of your day. Ray Longo, what's up, brother? Nothing much, man. Another another week in the hole. Anything happened? Anything interesting? We had a, a great show last week. It was fantastic. Then you sent me some pictures, bro. <laughs> what's what's happening on your on a peaceful Long it. Island house? Yeah, you, you know what's funny? I'll I'll tell you the story and then I'll tell you where I am today. But uh, first off, huge shout out to Lifetime Chimney. I mean, Lifetime they, Chimney. The, own, the owner, a really good guy, saved my life. I mean, this, so this is the story. I do the Anakin and Florian podcast. I tell the story about a tree falling on my house and just knocking the chimney to the ground, you know, basically. And I mean, that day was windy and, you know, the deck got wrecked, uh, the, the, just crushed anything in its sight. You know, it almost went right through my roof. So I got lucky. So I tell the story on Anakin Florian. And when I hang up like an hour later, I get a text from uh, another buddy, the Hulk. I want to give him a shout out because uh, Paul Harrison, what a really just a nice gesture he did. He sent me a text. I think it was something like I talked to Abe. He's got everything covered. So I was like, wow, man, that's really, really just a beautiful gesture in a shitty time, crazy time with the virus and the quarantine. And my wife was you know, upset and the, the backyard looked like a, you know, like a disaster. <laughs> right. so, uh, I'm going to say this, man, within 24 hours, they had that thing back to normal, which wow. is insane. Insane. I mean, the, the, the generosity and the professionalism, which, uh, you know, lifetime showed, I mean, Abe was just unbelievable. He came to the house, brought a couple of bottles of wine, uh, my wife is absolutely in love with the guy. She can't. Oh, kind of shut, jacked. She, she can't shut the fuck up about it. it's actually. That's the only <laughs> negative thing. Story. But, uh, but yeah, so I mean, just uh, look, man. I mean, like again, I, I don't even feel like it happened this week. That's how smooth everything went. And wow. uh, again, I can't. It's just the timeliness, and I, I don't know. I can't explain it because I mean that it was a. Uh, a feeling of being trapped in your house and now your house almost came down, you know, like that type of feeling. And it was, and within like the next day, by the end of the next day, everything was, uh, was back to normal. I mean, it was, That's you know, awesome. my, my neighbor called, he said, look, I see the, the pipe out of the chimney now is bent because it was on the floor. And he said, you got to turn the heat off the carbon monoxide. So I had to call the fire department, make sure there was no carbon monoxide. It wasn't the warmest day either. So not that you would, you know, no, you're going to survive with no heat, but still, like, again, Abe came right over, and he got that heat working, he fixed the pipe, and then the next day, they just, the tree was gone before I even woke up, so I, I can't wow. say enough, I mean, I, we got to make Lifetime an official Abe. sponsor for this show, I mean, the guy said, the guy literally I own big time, he saved, really saved my life, I mean, it was, uh, and just the gesture, and like, again, the timeliness, and the professionalism was was unbelievable. Just the camaraderie he had with his guys, uh, you know. And I went out there talking about you know shit and you know the virus, who's dead, and 
You know, he was just so positive. I had to stop talking. I go, well, I'm being like, let me just, you know, stop. So, you know, like he wasn't even buying into it because, you know, he, uh, you know, he, he's got that company up and running in a, in a time of uh, need and he's got opportunities that came out of this and, you know, kind of reminds me of, kind of reminds me of the word crisis in Chinese means danger and opportunity. So even though, you know, there's, there's danger with what's going on, there's opportunities that are presenting themselves. And certain guys are going to jump on them, certain guys aren't. But uh, what I witnessed with the way he handled everything and ran it, I'm just, I'm blown away. And I never really, you know, saw it firsthand, but uh, phenomenal, phenomenal job. And again, I can't thank him enough. And like, again, my wife can't, can't <laughs> stop talking. You know what I mean? It was... Uh, it was during a bad time. It was just such a nice act of, of uh, you know, compassion and generosity and goodwill and everything else. Just any other of those adjectives to describe what that is. But it was a great feeling. So by Wednesday, I was back to normal. I didn't have nothing to worry Amazing. about. Crazy. Amazing. I'm telling you, crazy. You saw the pictures. Uh, it, it was incredible that it's back to normal. Shout out. Chance favors the prepared mind. Shout out to Abe and the whole team at Lifetime Chimney. Also, there's absolutely nobody listening that is surprised that Ray Longo knows somebody by the name of the Hulk. The Hulk. <laughs> Hulk's been training a long time. I know Hulk 20 years almost. Yeah, no, he goes in the house. And Abe, too. Abe, you know, has been doing Lifetime. Got to be yeah. two decades on that also. Yeah, you know what? Ray didn't mention Abe's jacked. That's, what made, that's not why your wife took a second look? Wow. Oh wow! Oh, Jesus oh, Christ! How dare you? How dare you? How, did you oh, not see Ray Longo's where you're going. lightning but, uh, speed? <laughs> all I know is that within like ten seconds, Abe had my wife eaten out of his hand. So you might be right. I'm telling you, he's jacked, bro. You know, but he had he did a, he did a, he was. He's a nice guy stuff. too. No, Abe's yeah, like, yeah. He's, he's nice. You hear you great know, things you know about lifetime, and, awesome. and this is this is an example of it. You hear great things of them, and. Uh, and uh, synonymous with that kind of excellent service. So shout out again. But Manimal, you know Ray Longo is super lightning fast. You saw that video. Lightning fast. He hit you so fast, he actually hit you yesterday. Yeah. That's just how fast he hit you. He flicked the switch and was in bed before the light got dark, the room got dark. <laughs> that is funny. Steve really Lee, what's happened. going on, buddy? First off, that really oh, happened. happened. That probably <laughs> that really happened. happened. With you and with... Muhammad Ali. <laughs> oh, that's been good. Great old fights on ESPN. Yeah, I yeah, thought, yeah. Uh, Foreman, Holyfield. That was good. That, that's, a, that's actually a recent fight, believe it or not. Kind of. Kind of. Right now, right now they're playing Ali, Frazier, one, two, and three, which is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. That's what I you should seen be I've seen Ali Liston. Ali Liston was first great. One. That was a good fight. What's the environment when 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 Ali Frazier is happening? Is that is that where it's a it's a is that one of those things that is a tremendous fight when it's happening, or does it become something of lure? My example would be the uh, Gotti Ward fights were fun when they were happening, but then they became even bigger as lure. Uh, were the were the Ali Frazier fights like that as well, or were they big when they were happening as well? No, they were huge when they were happening. That's the difference in the fight is that. Scotty Ward was two good guys fighting, you know, and it wasn't, you know, like, uh, and that was about it. Then it turned out being a great fight. Right. Uh, 
but two equally matched guys. Frazier Ali was two superstars fighting. And the hoopla, you got to remember back then, Steve, it was all closed circuit TV. Yeah. So I saw, I, the, I saw the thriller in Manila at Roosevelt Field in the movie theater. So yeah. that at the time was huge. You know, you had to go somewhere and pay for it. And they, I think it was called closed circuit TV. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'm saying the first fight was probably on ABC. But by the time they had the thriller in Manila, they it was on uh, closed circuit TV. I remember it had to be like 74, maybe, uh, maybe 76, somewhere in that area. But closed circuit TV and what made that really huge was they had a full contact karate fight on, which was our beginning of our <laughs> kickboxing. It was wow. uh, Jeff Smith against Kareem Allah, which I, at that time, I probably went more to watch the kickboxing because that was unheard of at the time. So it just was a fascinating night. And I'm going to say ambiance-wise, like not even – you couldn't even compare Gotti Ward to that. I, I, I'd have to really think of a fight you could – you'd have to compare it to but at the time that thing was absolutely huge and you know just where we were with how you televised fights and everything was exciting in itself you know what i mean so sure you didn't take anything for granted and then you got to remember back then after that fight was over on closed circuit tv that was it there was no youtube there was nothing to go back <laughs> right. you never saw that fight again so you had to be there that night or you were never going to see that. Or you're fight. stuck with like the one newspaper still photo. Yeah, exactly. That was it, man. So different period of time, but really a great period of time. And, uh, you know, I don't know. It's almost, uh, it was just a, a really good period of time. And the fight was fantastic. And the place was crazy. The ambiance was nuts. I mean, I'm going to say it was maybe 17 for that. I don't think I was more than that, but I, uh -huh. I could be wrong. But crazy, crazy time and just a, the, like, again, ambiance-wise and just fantastic. Was that at a time when you could also get shot at Roosevelt Field Mall? Definitely not. <laughs> no, that, that didn't happen until uh, more, a little more recent. No, that was – Roosevelt Field was uh, – although Roosevelt Field at one it was time one was one floor. Yeah. Yeah, one time there was a lot of gang activity, but we're going way back, you know. But they, they kind of cleaned that up pretty pretty quickly. But my memory as a kid, we had some trouble down there. So, yeah, there was a – but not like getting shot. It wasn't what, what you're talking – not like uh, uh, Green Acres or wherever. Where, you right. Know, was going yeah. I remember that whole area when I was growing up, and this is, I guess, uh, um, early to mid 80s that whole area was was completely different than it is now and they had a a racetrack over there where there would yeah. be a where there would be a flea market yeah well forget about that there was a racetrack <laughs> there where there would be horse races <laughs> all right you know, to, you know we used to go to the trotters over there when we were in high school you know and then they turned they got rid of that and they turned into a flea market and they got rid of that and they turned it into the cheesecake factory and all the, that little mini mall they have right that yeah, that that yeah. uh yeah, that's fantastic. Sleeve, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. How are you, Steve? In good spirits? I'm doing pretty well, yeah. I think so. All right, you feeling better? better. Than, we were no better than last week. We were concerned about you, Steve. We were doing great. You feel better. Uh, you know what? I think like uh this last week I got into a really good routine. You know, I've been working out pretty consistently, been eating well finally. 
Um, yeah, I feel good. Doc, can you prescribe him any antidepressants, Doc? Sure can, but he doesn't need them right now. <laughs> Seriously, give the guy. Give, right now. Can you give the guy some Klonopin? He's he's struggling. <laughs> he's struggling. And we always have to do it. Like I'm gonna say, also, we keep doing these late at night on like Sundays, nine thirty. Like I, I go to bed early. All right. <laughs> what do you have to do tomorrow? Right, well, look, this is morning for Yeah, yeah. about this. I'm about to be. What are you doing tomorrow morning? Yeah, yeah. The question is why. Like what? What do you get? What? What time are you getting up and why? Uh, right, I would like to do these a little earlier myself. I've got to get out of bed so I'm not late for the couch. Yeah, we <laughs> could do them earlier. I've never slept so much in my fucking life. Yeah. Or I had so little to do. Yesterday, I drove two hours to Jersey to go to Duck Donuts because I woke up with the crave like a pregnant woman. Every <laughs> <laughs> donuts. So me and my wife take a ride. We get duck donuts. Then I was like, oh, you know what I haven't had in forever? Is there a Roy Rogers open? Jesus. So I found oh, a Roy wow. Rogers in like New Jersey. I so went to a little food tour yesterday. The duck donuts is considered an essential business. Yeah, but you have to order online. And then you call them and they just bring it out to the car. Wow. So I got a dozen donuts. Wow. So what they do, Ray, they hand make them. So everyone's handcrafted. Now, did those donuts, did those donuts... How many donuts were in the bag when you got home? All of them. I waited until we got home. Really? Two hours. Wow. First I had, but hold on. First, wait. But first I ate a sandwich first. So they made a bacon, egg, and cheese, and they cut the donut in half and then drizzled maple glaze on top. It was off the charts. Oh. It was really good. So wow. many calories. Wow. I'm still hyped from it. I'm still that's flying. A, that's incredible. For, for a two-hour car ride, then that's pleasant. And then I go home and does another. I'm still eating them because they reheat well. <laughs> what I brought my nephews. I had a, so I went to Roy Rogers. My nephews live in Staten Island. Coming back from Jersey, I dropped them off Roy Rogers because they also love Roy Rogers fried chicken. Well, the answer to your question, Steve, I'm doing well. And, uh, <laughs> I've been watching a lot of good fights, by the way. So yeah, I've been doing really well. That's good. what I was going to ask. What you watch is is who's watching what and what's keeping you. Uh, Saying shout out also, we haven't said hello to yet. We got the doc back in studio or our yeah, let's, studio yeah, let's, and Jason's back in studio. Yeah, Welcome Jason. Back. Wait, Steve, yeah, let's go to the A-team. Let's check in with the doc because since our last uh, update, I haven't even gone out to jog anymore, I'm afraid. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I can't. My, my hip is killing me, so I'm, I'm not going to be the guy in front. So I don't want to be uh, – <laughs> I think I'm right in the range of what she said. I'm 30 yards behind everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. You're social distancing the right way. I tried to go – meanwhile, here, uh, I tried to go to Target <laughs> – local target we have not not a huge target a, a local target in in our peninsula town here uh where the fuzz was posted at the door what? telling you to turn around if you're not wearing a mask is, wow. was, is that target wow. in port washington yeah you know those guys don't play around in port washington no yeah, the, they, the numbers are good in port washington turn around because yeah. you're not wearing a mask now let me tell you something those guys i know they had for a short period of time because I talked to like the captain over there who was the captain at one time with MS-13 just, uh -huh. they just got them the fuck out like yeah. it wasn't even they didn't last long like, no you, it, they, they did something and they did like a like a gang sign kind of thing and the cops are like oh yeah thanks for coming out 
Yeah, yeah, no, they, they weren't having it. So, I mean, it just goes to show you when you handle shit the right way, you can solve any problem. You know what I right. mean? When political correctness isn't part of your agenda. Exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. Those, here, man. those incorporated villages exactly. with their own police departments are beautiful. They're yeah. like, bye. And, <laughs> and the, and the numbers... Coming. Yeah, and the numbers are low in, in that town, too, in terms of COVID. So, so you're saying like, I can do jujitsu? Mm, not yet. That's what I'm, that's what I'm so Doc, what you're saying Virtual jujitsu. You're saying wait, I so can Doc, go to Hensel Gracie jujitsu. Yeah. Virtual jujitsu. I think what Doc is saying, Steve, is you can go for a jog. You could be five feet behind. You get, a, there you go. You get an extra three feet. <laughs> but here's the thing I was trying to tell the doc earlier, Ray. When I wear my bandana mask and I'm my color, I look like MS-13. They're going to be chasing me. You'll be the next guy out. <laughs> They'll be like, no, nah, this guy's out. New cardiovascular training for you. Terrible. Put a hood on, just show your eyes. They won't know. <laughs> doc, what are, we, what are we doing with uh, how are we looking? How do, you, how, do you, how do you feel about what we're hearing? When do I get to try and punch Steve Lee in the face? We're doing great, right? So, yeah, gonna be gonna be a while. It really depends on how they roll things out. The numbers are are looking a little bit better this week. Um, you know, I think the number of ICU uh, admissions was lower. The number of people who were intubated were lower. Um, so it seems like you know things are steadying out. But it's kind of like you have to be careful. This is the time where you really need to be careful because if we do things go into this next phase too quickly, then you might have a resurgence, you know, down the road. So the rollout is going to be very important the way they do it. And so it, it just really becomes a matter of, it, there's really nothing proven, right? So there's no proven way to say it's going to be a safe rollout because we've never been in this situation. Will it be a, will it be a federally or state mandated thing or will, or, and, or additionally each, place is going to have to impose their own kind of restrictions so i think right now what's going on is that the i mean it should be federal but i think most of it has now been turned over to the states um and you know uh governor cuomo and and a bunch of other uh, governors in the area and, and in the region are probably going to try doing a regional rollout because it's obviously very different from area to area um there are hot spots clearly new york has been hit you know the hardest um, and so it's, it's a little bit different from, from other states. So you have to be a little bit careful, but on the other hand, you have states like Florida where the numbers are increasing and DeSantis is opening the beaches. So, you know, it, did you see the picture of the beach? Yeah. They opened oh, yeah. it the first day. It was packed. That's what the gym's going to look like. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing, well, you know, we had, we, we oh, had, sorry. um, no, I was going to say what Manimal just said, that's what the gym's going to look like. I'm sure all gyms are going are gonna to face these type of questions. We had one of our, our uh, fighters, the great Dennis Bazooka, writes in, and he said, uh, hey, if New York opens back up on May 15th, would law open at the same time as well, even with a condition like a certain capacity uh, or only pro fighters who need to prepare for fights? It's a great question from Bazooka and, uh, and one I'm sure that many gyms are going to be asked. Uh, you know, look, from my standpoint, we're going to, you know, still follow the guidelines of what's mandated by uh, the governor, I guess. But, uh, and, you know, as far as guys having fights, uh, the local guys ain't having shit because <laughs> there's no place to fight. So I don't know. I'm not sure 
how that's playing out. There's a couple of UFC guys. Weidman's probably going to fight in June. Um, and I'm sure Frivola will. And, you know, they'll 100% have complete access to the gym. But um, it's still leery, you know what I mean? We don't really, you know, it's really a week-to-week basis. But if we could be back in that gym on May 15th, that would be good on a limited basis if we had to. But I would think by June 1st we're in there and – you know, I talked to Steve about it, too, just on some of the how we're going to handle the cleaning and how to make people feel comfortable coming back into that environment. So we'll see what happens. But, uh, you know, the 15th, definitely if a guy had a fight and he needs the gym, I, I think that that will be a problem. Uh, I love hearing it. Uh, the, the UFC is talking about fighting uh, fights on May 9th. Jason, do they have a location yet? Um, I heard from you, the Apex. Right, that's what I, that's what I heard. Also, I thought it was the apex. They're they're leaning towards Florida again. Yeah, I thought yeah. because Florida made um, sports uh, essential. Yeah. Well, like the Wild West. <laughs> Wild West. Florida was the first state to make badminton an essential sport. <laughs> you ever do that on your phone, Florida man, and your birthday, and see the news story that pops up? Oh no, that's funny. So if you type in, if you Google Florida man and whatever your birthday is, let's say 420, uh-huh. some crazy fucking story will pop up. Hold on. Oh, let's sure. It's Florida. Florida. Well, Doc, what do you think of that? Uh, I think of working out in Florida. It's, well, I think there are a couple of things going on there. One, I think, uh, isn't it, isn't, doesn't McMahon have his big uh, training center down there? The yeah, they, I think they and have his, like a whole thing down there. Yeah, right. And his wife, I believe, is now in charge of the super PAC, right? For for uh, President Trump. Is that not? Oh, correct? I'm not sure. I think that she, she is. Uh, she has a cabinet position. I thought she was in charge of the Small Business Association until yes. 2019, but I believe she's now in charge of a super PAC. I might be wrong. Oh wow. Maybe maybe Jess, Jason could check that out. May, so maybe. So interesting that Florida, yeah, is the first to roll out sports again. Um, again, you know, we don't know enough about the testing. The numbers are still going up in Florida. I think that, you know, I'm sure that all of these organizations want to try to do the right thing, but we just don't know enough about transmissibility, about right. how long the quarantine, whether or not you're infectious afterwards, how well, you're infecting people afterwards. So it becomes a whole other issue. There are too it many Keeping it as safe as possible. Right now, they think that the, the keeping the numbers down make it safer. So not having an audience, it, which is it would be the the largest number of people standing right next to each other. I think that that's their approach. But it is it is going to be this as these rollouts, what they're calling the rollout or the reopening of of America. The interesting thing is how they balance that and and testing. Testing is going to be everything. And, and, and I have to say, Steve. As- has it well let me has anybody seen how bad that wrestling is with no crowd? It, oh, it's it's pretty weird. It's, 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 it's awkward. awkward. There's no way people want to there's no way people want to watch that. I, I find that hard to believe. So fighting people will watch. Fighting no, fighting, fighting is different, but that yeah, was yeah. pretty bad. No, the problem. Wrestling is based on the showmanship too, right? Yeah, it's strange. Yeah. Yeah. There was nothing, man. I'm but, telling you, it was pretty bad. Showmanship, crowd reaction, all of those. I mean, I, I wouldn't. I mean, they could have at least dubbed in somebody clapping or something, some noise. You can hear a pin drop. What I saw was a little bit, but you could literally hear a pin drop. 
I, mm -hmm. I haven't watched it in forever, but with my dated reference, I can only imagine what the Iron Sheik would be like without an audience. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, the heel well, needs. Yeah, the heat. Food, right? The, the heel, it's hard to play the bad guy to no one. They need that heat. It's what and they I wonder if. I wonder if George the Animal Steel would still eat a turnbuckle if <laughs> somebody not. touched it. Yeah, why not? I do. Yeah. Imagine that. He goes in, he, somebody touches it, he Clorox wipes it, then he eats it. <laughs> right. That's where we're heading towards. He breaks <laughs> characters like everyone on mic and I'm from Queens. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out of here. Um, do you <laughs> want to hear the two Florida Man headlines that came up? I can't imagine anything else I'd rather hear. Wait, you know, wait, let, me, let me tell you my WWE story when I was a kid. Yes, it was please. at the Nassau Coliseum. Yeah. So I get a bunch of guys, uh, and you guys know Druckmann now from the gym. Sure. I don't know if any, you, you know Steve, right? You know Druckmann yeah. comes in, he loves Al. Uh -huh. So we go to uh, a WWE event, and then, you know, Somebody's bright idea was let's just buy a bunch of peanut M and M so we could throw them at people. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that that didn't last long. So I remember we went with a guy Jerry Greenberg. He drove. He was the only guy with a license because I guess we were like sixteen at the time. And uh, yeah, we started hurling peanut M and Ms, and security was pretty quick to grab us and throw us out. <laughs> he was screaming that he knew the uh, the head of the orchestra. <laughs> <laughs> Which, to no avail. I think the guy's name was Rapper or something, but he was like the, he was the conductor of the orchestra. And the, we just got tossed out on our heads. It was hysterical. Why we were throwing M and M's at the at the wrestlers. The wrestlers. <laughs> animal. That's why wrestling is a tough job. They say it's scripted, which it is. And if we had duck donuts, we would have been fucking hurling those at them. <laughs> I would, listen, that's where I draw the fucking line. All right, I would have those donuts. Yeah. Don't be throwing them at anybody. I need these calories <laughs> for the apocalypse. What if something goes really wrong? I don't want the last thing I ate to be a salad. Will, if this super stacks card on May 9th happens at the Apex, and, and where do you want to bet that card's not happening? We're used to fights with, with people act like we, we don't watch fights with no audience. Every contender series, all the ultimate fighters, all those were without an audience. So we have watched them without it. So if this does go off May 9th with that super stacked card, do we see that after a few months of that, that maybe we're just conditioned to? to a non-audience fight game? I think so. Yeah. I think that's going to happen. And the difference is, I'm going to tell you something. There are people in the, in the, in the uh, even when the UFC gym was, when we did the show, there's, there's at least, I'm going to say 50 people. And it does make a difference. And you have, right. you know, people, you, you have like, a, uh, what the hell is the word I'm looking at? A, a response to what's going on. You know what I mean? So, somebody gets knocked out it's you you get a little ambient right. it's like why and you know it's similar it's it's a little more than watching sparring in the gym and you know how good that could be when you get two guys that are sparring and then at least people are clapping at the end that adds to it you know imagine if they got done and there was just dead silence that's no, not you're right. cool you know what i mean so even a little interaction uh helps you know so I think it's going to be weird. I mean, we could definitely deal with the apex and 
uh, like the even the old UFC gym, if there were some people, and I think makes a big difference. So I'll have, we'll have to see how it is with, like, they're not even going to have the announcers in the room, you know, so there'll be the judges won't be in the room. They'll all be in separate rooms, I believe. So I don't know what that's going to do. Wow. Like, even if you had some people in there, you get to see some facial expressions. Or I mean, who doesn't like to see, like, when, you know, Anik and – Rogan and DC are jumping out of their chairs yeah. when something it is. It it makes a big difference to the fights. And the whole ambiance about that stuff to me is a big deal. You know, uh without that, yeah, we want to see the fights, obviously, but I, I I love I love all the little ancillary uh you know, auxiliary things that go along with it, you know. Right. What were you gonna say, Manimal? Oh, me too. I like the crowd, but what I was going to add is that I did – I was going to bring it back to me. I did a jiu-jitsu tournament once. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Back in the day, no coaching. So you weren't allowed to coach. Just the two guys grappled. It was mad quiet. Hot. Yes. So hot. So fucking sexy. And Laura Prefron looks good, too, in there. Okay, some people and and she, she just had a baby. So, yeah, so that was weird. It's weird if there's, like, no – is he done yet? Somebody give me a signal when it's safe to come back on. <laughs> Ray, she, that, that uh, actress you just put a picture of her up, she just had a baby. I was just reading about how she oh, wow. uh, had a baby right before quarantine lockdown. Wow. She brought her baby home. Lucky for her. <laughs> no, my, no, my, my nieces do in a couple of weeks, man. It kind of sucks. That's crazy. That's a scary time to, uh, to do that. Scary, and it seems like, scary time, yeah. It seems like the people I know who have had uh, babies during this, it's just a really short hospital stay. Yeah. Like, sh shorter than usual. It's like, hey, have the baby next day. Take care now. Bye-bye, well, that, that, that part's good. Yeah. Um, so, what do you think about somebody, what do you think about seeing uh, Ferguson Gaethje for an interim title? What's May 9th. Do you think it's happening, Steve Lee? God, I hope not. I mean, um, I don't think it's May 9th. I think – I would think they push it back at least a little bit to, like, June-ish. But, I mean, I, I don't understand the point of that fight. I thought the reason we're trying to make these fights happen – I mean, uh, largely, we're trying to make this fight happen was for, you know, Tony Khabib. So, you know, once one of those guys fell out, you know, just just save that one at least. I don't understand the point. I understand they're trying to stack this card up and – yeah. I, mean, I think that's it. I don't know. It's just also kind of unfair to Tony to keep just throwing. I mean, they really just keep throwing guys at him and Justin. Well, I think the he UFC. Made, he made way for the fight pro move. Yeah. 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 And we'll, let's talk about that mindset in a second. The, I think the UFC just really wants to take advantage of the fact that for a little while, they'll be the only game in town. And if they can stack those cards, they can, you know, they even sell that really unrealistic, but not even unrealistically break records for television audience because definitely bigger numbers than they've ever had before because they'll be the only sport in town. But bringing it back to what you said, Manimal, what does it do when we have fighters who are contracted who don't make weight when they have a fight, when they have a big fight? This guy's fight gets canceled. He has another fight in three weeks, still makes weight. Still I mean, I think weight. it's I a mean, pro that's move. The mindset I know players that have done that before, but it's definitely a pro move. Oh, shit. Do, Did any, he, he, you know he, anybody that's ever done that? I, I don't know. 
But it's definitely a pro move. It shows he was serious. He did his match. Not immediately. And that's yeah. two-thirds of the... And I was waiting to see how long it would take us. First. It did not take him long. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that's two-thirds of your contract. Your contract is to pretty much to me. You train, you make weight, and you fight. So he got a C. He passed. I think Tony Ferguson is just a legitimate crazy person. Like, I think he challenged Justin Gaethje the same thing. And Justin Gaethje, why would I do that? Like, no. It's like, that's I was like, why would I? No, that's but it stupid. It is stupid. It is stupid. Yeah, well, I don't even want to maybe, yeah, maybe stupid, but, like, I look, I agree. It is a kind of a gangster move, I guess. Like, I I mean, I wouldn't do it just for health reasons, but. Yeah. Listen, I think, it sen- I think it sends a message that that's, that's I'm fucking nuts. I'm fucking right. crazy, Absolutely. and you'll fight me in two weeks. Right. Right, the guy who you just saw working out in jeans, yeah, also just made weight. Jeans and a I belt. W- I wouldn't be surprised Steve, if he makes weight next week. Right, <laughs> he's doing it. He's because he just don't give a fuck. He just keeps making weight. <laughs> it's it's could be interesting. How, how do you think the fight goes? Anyone uh, anyone think easy, that Ferguson will lose? Uh, yeah, it's possible. A monster, yeah. Leg kicks, Gaethje has heavy kicks, which always can slow a guy down, change the trajectory of a fight. I, I, that's a crazy fight. I don't know. Like a crazy fight. It should be for a real title, though. That seems like two guys that just go forward the entire yeah, see, I think that I think the difference is, and I don't notice because nobody's fought Ferguson that I know, but it looks like he's got, like, lead in his hands. You know what I mean? And And – Gaethje is going to stand there, and he's going to get hit by this guy, and he seems to bust everybody up who he gets to connect with. And I don't think he's going to have trouble finding them, and it looks like he could take a beating. I mean, the, Gaethje's only chance is to catch him right. and to finish him, whereas other guys have buckled him, but they couldn't finish it. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think that's going to happen. I just think he's – he just seems – he it looks like he's got a different – you know, his elbows will cut you, his hands. I mean, like, again, everybody he fights seems to look like they've been way worse than a war right. than the like rounds indicate, you know? What? Look like they went to, like, a horror movie. Like, yeah, so, and Gaethje's, Gaethje's not, you know, he he's going to meet fire with fire, and I'm not sure if that's a good idea. I don't know. And the other guy looks like he's got some freaking reach, man. Mm-hmm. What so, about that wing yeah, tongue uh, Yeah. That's very lacking, but that's very wow. I'm sure in, I'm sure in his head he's having fun, so that's cool. Yeah. For Tony Ferguson, because I mean anyone like whether I think uh if you fight Justin Gaethje with like whether you win, whether you lose, you kinda always just are gonna take damage. So it just sucks that they're gonna put another guy like that's an animal in front of him just to, you know, basically he's like, this is his third or fourth shot earning a, or like an actual uh, title shot. And right. They're going to put another interim title in his way. Even though. Yeah, he, I don't, I don't like, I think that's really horrible. You know, I'm, really, I'm, with, I'm with Steve. I'm with Steve hundred percent on that. I don't know how much more, what else they could do to this guy to break his will and morale. But you know, like, again, it's not working. It doesn't seem, but everybody else I think would just, be broken at this point. Imagine being a, a two-time interim champion, and they stripped him of the last one, like uh, uh, just five. They, and they stripped him for no. They stripped him for no fucking reason either. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't strip Khabib. It's not his fault. He can't fight. Yeah. So the fight can't be for the real title. 
I look, the, the move would have been to just wait for Khabib. That's of it. Course. But you can't rebook that fight, right? You don't think there's a curse to that fight? Someone <laughs> <laughs> has I know to break is, the curse. Wait, what is, so when, if there's a curse... When is, yeah, when does that religious holiday end? 420? Tomorrow no. night. <laughs> so what? Someone has to break the curse. Get out of here. When does, it, no, when, does the, when does his religious month, what, what that Ramadan, when does that end? So I, I don't know, but I listened to, I want to say it was Chael Sundin's podcast. Look it up. And I think he described it as Khabib said he's ready in like September because after the religious holiday, he loses a bunch of weight. Wow. Yeah. So it he actually, he takes a month or so to build up that muscle again. Yeah, so September, oh, it's soon. probably just Sorry. when the economy will be starting to come back, he'll, they'll book that fight. We'll be quarantined again. Yeah. yeah. 23rd yeah. to May 23rd. Yeah, I was going to say. that. Well, 23rd like, to May 23rd. It hasn't even really started yet. Yeah, looks like the ultimate fighter, and then like in the middle of an episode, just have them fight. Just I mean, surprise them. Yeah, like I saw that on Instagram. Yeah, exactly. Just at any point, I think like when they have they're in a room together. At this point, I just want to see them fight. You know, when the press conference, I thought maybe just wave them in right there. If they're you know (laughs) like it really is crazy at this point. No, don't even weigh him. Don't even weigh him in. Just let right. him fight. Just it doesn't matter. In the jeans, whatever they're wearing. Yeah. Did this I saw dude... a meme on um, Instagram where it was, uh, remember when Khabib Ferguson both made weight, both weren't injured, and Ferguson fought fucking Anthony Pettis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like, I get it because that night Khabib fought uh, McGregor. McGregor. Yeah, so, like, I get it, but, yeah, damn, that's so, like. Yeah, no, it's just a waste. <laughs> Same arena, both made weight, neither of them injured, and didn't fight each other. At this point, the weight doesn't even matter to me. I just want to no, see them. Just, just don't have them weigh in anymore. If they're in a room together, if they're – you know what I love about their press conference, actually, is, like, um, when Tony mentioned, like, street fight, Khabib, he just lit up. He was like, you mentioned street fight. Like, how dare you? Like, <laughs> from Pakistan, like, what do you know about street fights? I, I love that. Was, you wrestled a bear. You know, he was genuine, and his dad was like, you know, saying afterwards, like, yeah, no, he was like actually got in a lot of trouble for, you know, street fighting. When he was a kid. So, wrestled yeah, a bear at nine. Fun to watch. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> what? What? Um, maybe with the break though, I've noticed that my clicks and clacks went away. Ray, do you think some of your some of the fighters maybe got an got an important break or getting an important break that they may have needed but been reluctant to take on their own uh that's interesting i mean i i don't i don't know if that's the case but i i do hope that they're all making the best of their time to you know uh, get introspective and maybe uh, change up a couple of things or correct a couple of things but i think those guys were all wired to go but it might have been a nice forced break for them you know yeah. so like i told you know we i've had this conversation with steve on just he should just be repping the shit out of everything, you know, because he's lucky enough to have a training partner. So for the guys that do have a partner, I mean, I, I any weakness they have, I think they should just be going to town on that. And that then it would be, you know, look, like, again, you got to make the best of it and you got to come out of this hopefully better than when you went into it. I mean, that would be a win-win. So I hope they're doing that. But, uh, you know, I mean, the worst thing would be just to do nothing and, you know, eat yourself up another 10, 15 pounds. So. Well, that's what I don't know about coming out better, but I'm definitely coming out heavier. 
What What do you yeah. think about Cejudo Cruz? Uh, not interested. Yeah, I mean, why? Yeah, I can't get into like, it. Why? Well, why? I want to get into it. I just can't get into why? it. You know? No, like, why? Yeah. Dominic Cruz hasn't fought since what 2016. That was the last fight. Was, yeah, uh, I think he fought Garbrandt last. Yeah, what is that, Garbrandt? I think that was his last fight. I think you're right. I, I mean, they need like America. I would assume they would need some guy that's in America if they're trying to make this fight soon, relatively yeah. soon. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, so when I watch the fight, yeah, I'll watch the fight. I mean, yeah, obviously, exactly. but it's not – even Gaethje Ferguson brings more excitement to me than that fight, you know? Yeah. Right. But, I mean, like, the, that. what sucks is, like, both – neither of those fights need to be made right now. Neither of those are, like, the fights that um, I think should be, you know, like, Ferguson should obviously be fighting Khabib, and I think um, Cejudo should obviously be fighting the number one contender, which I think in this case should be Aljo. But right, yeah, it, it, that's the only fight I want to see at 135 Aljo versus Hudo. Any other, fight yeah, the last time, yeah, it make sense to too, so like it would make sense for him. But I don't know, it's it just kind of a shame. Last time Cruz fought was December 30th, 2016. Yeah, that was the wrong yeah, one, I mean, that, that's and, he, and he yeah. lost. Was the Cody Garbrandt, right? Yeah, it was, it was the Cody Garbrandt fight. That's crazy, does he yeah, even that, like that marketable? I don't understand, like. Maybe buy just a little bit. I don't like. No, I don't think it's marketable at all. No, I mean, I don't think that people outside of MMA know who he is, or, or I mean, just no, think of the, the announcer fans in the past three years. It really is. I I don't know. It's just a strange move on my part. I, I believe on their part. Just like this is before ESPN. This is before. So before all those new fans, all those new subscriptions, all the ESPN Plus. This is this is he was active before that. I mean. Let's say I can't even remember Cordy Garbrandt fighting. Never mind this. Like so, it's. Uh, like, I agree with you, man. It's it's a it's a sport that, man. I tell you, if you're not in front of people pretty frequently, I think you disappear real quick, man. Oh, definitely. definitely, absolutely. Especially if you're a, a Dominic Cruz type who who isn't flashy. He's not trying to piss anyone off. He's super intellectual. He's in in a lot of ways. He reminds me of Aljo in that sense, where they're not they are. They they rub some people the wrong way, but not because they're trying to be that character. They're just super intellectual. They speak their mind, and they they're professional athletes, not so much a character. And and uh, Dominic Cruz for me is is a little bland in that area. And so for me, I think that he is unforgettable. But Cody Garbrandt, who was supposed to have all the looks in the superstardom, don't really remember him fighting much either. This goes so so fast, and you're talking about. You know, a dozen fights every night, every every. And the other, the other thing with Cruz too is it's 2016 since he last fought. Then how many times did he fight in the previous four years? Right. It's not like he was active, active. Even if he wins this fight, he's champion again. I mean, I mean, look, he's nobody's luckier than it. Not luck. I don't want to say luck, but nobody should be happier than him to get this opportunity. I mean, it's crazy. Now, does he? Does he have? Uh, Dominic Cruz is Dominic Cruz. I mean, it, does he always have this opportunity that, to win? I think so. I think just because yeah. a healthy Dominic Cruz is still an elite fighter. Play a factor. Yeah. Who knows? And he might be fresh. Four I mean, years on the shelf, he could I be. Got, fresh I would have to like Ray. I don't know if you've been around Dominic Cruz or uh, Henry Cejudo, either of them, but I hear the size difference is pretty significant. Oh yeah, yeah. Cruz is definitely way taller than him. He's thin, but. Definitely uh, 
I think the movement, and he knows how to move and use yeah. his reach good. No, no, Dominic Cruz definitely could win no, that fight. And I Dominic Cruz is a it problem. Is yeah. But um, I do remember, even like in that Demetrius Johnson fight, which obviously is Dominic Cruz like in his prime, um, which, you know, eight years ago now. But the size difference was pretty significant in that fight. So I don't know. Like it, I think it is winnable, but I mean, what is that? But that was, but that was a younger Dominic Cruz. I don't think. I don't think he. He doesn't have the durability like that anymore. And think, right. Even even with uh, Dillashaw, he couldn't even walk it, like the third to the fifth round, and Dillashaw really didn't capitalize on it. Whereas I do believe Cejudo, hundred yeah, percent, would sniff that out and yeah. capitalize. He's young too. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you know what I mean? Like, that that Dominic Cruz, that, what year was that when he fought Demetrius Johnson? 11, 2012? Yeah, that, was in, that was in the WEC. No? Uh, I mean, maybe just no, it might have been UFC. UFC. Demetrius Johnson, it was UFC, it was 2011. 2011. Wow. Uh, Nine years ago. What UFC was that on, Jason? That was the sixth fight night. Wow, that's crazy. I would have thought wow. that was the WEC for sure. Close. Mm -hmm. Because isn't that kind of what fight night is? I think he had that. Kind of like the WEC fights. He had that title defense. He, he had that like, series of injuries. That's so yeah, great. Yeah. Man, 20 of He only has six UFC fights. Oh. Yeah, no, I mean, Peter Yan even tweeted out that statistic. If you look at it, like, Dominic Cruz, like, I mean, Yan, I think at this point, what, he said he had more wins in the UFC than Dominic Cruz does. Like, it really wow. does feel like he, as long as he's been in the UFC, he doesn't have that many actual fights in the UFC, but they are all, um, like, for the belt or, I, I mean, he had the Good one. Fights, high-level fights. Yeah, no, high-level fights, to be fair to him. It's amazing how much time passes between these fights, and, and, and it'll be interesting to see how that May 9 card develops and how, it, how the UFC continues to develop uh, from there. Folks, you can reach out to our show at MMAbeyond.com. Uh, you could also reach Ray Longo at Ray Longo MMA. He's a social media. You can also hear him on the Anakin Florian podcast. Uh, that's Anakin Florian podcast every Monday. Uh, Manimal, how can they reach you? Guys, you can find me at Manimal John on Instagram and Twitter. I'm trying to be as entertaining as possible going through the archives. That's been fun, too. Is there going to be an alternative to um, Manimal train, Training Camp? You know, I was thinking of doing an online one, and then I thought, nah, chill. All right. Simple enough. Steve I'd wait and do a post-quarantine camp. But uh, I might start just doing some workouts all the time anyway. Like you said, do I want to be 15 pounds heavier when I come out? Maybe. I might need those calories. I'll think about it. Steve Lee, how could they reach you, buddy? Um, you can follow me at Steven Wee on Instagram and you can follow Doc Cherry at Doc Combat Sports on Instagram as well. Also follow the gym at law underscore MMA. Now law underscore MMA plans that, that were, were going to be set in motion before this quarantine law uh, MMA's Instagram will also have some of these workouts and some uh, tips and stuff from some of the, the, the regulars at the gym as well as some great funny ideas that you have for, for the cast of characters that could be found at Longo and Weidman MMA. So we're looking forward to that. So folks, make sure you check out uh, uh, Law MMA's Instagram page. Also, your local gyms, wherever you're listening in the world, 
I promise you they're stressing. So make sure you support your dreams when you are allowed back or allowed to support in some way. Uh, please do. If, if, if even just following them on social media and sharing with others, uh, that's super helpful to those gyms. Jason, how can they find you, buddy? Just at Jason Maraboli on Instagram and Twitter. Simple enough. Hey, we have a feedback from, this is for the doc. Landon says, doc, should there be, should the USA place a fat tax on sugary drinks and junk food to combat obesity? Why or why not? Um, I think that that's was already tried, wasn't it, in, in New York for a while? Um, that there was a tax on sugary drinks, but I think if people want them, they're going to be getting them anyway. Um, obesity is a huge problem in this country um, and, and a leading cause of, of multiple uh, other issues. It, it contributes to heart disease and, and a myriad of other illnesses. And awkward cravings. Diabetes. Don't forget all awkward that, cravings that sometimes exactly. make you drive to New Jersey. Uh, yeah, so, exactly. <laughs> and it was worth it. Worth uh, every calorie. No, uh, you cal notice those it. calories, that's going to sustain me. When that's things get rough, I'm going to be like, yo, you got this. Remember that donut you ate covered in maple? You got See, the calories. Why you say it's the truth because when uh, those first couple of weeks when I went completely off where I was adding not just, not just uh, you know, pizza and this, that, but I went and bought like munchkins, Dunkin' Donuts, like the only things that were open. And it took me a good week and a half to, to get to lose those cravings. And it's like the cravings are like, come on, man, what's happening? You can, as soon as this is over, you're going to be in the gym twice a day. It doesn't matter. Like, like talking to myself, I'm like, holy shit, I'm cracking out. Oh, <laughs> munchkin. Oh, but really? like, like a week and a half for that to go away. So yeah, it, it's a, it's a thing doc, but you're right. I think they did try it. And, uh, you know, freedom, freedom, man. If exactly. I want to <laughs> eat and drink myself to death, it's up to them. Um, I mentioned go. I mentioned bazookas already. Uh, Brate Seven GRL wants to know: Has someone ever challenged you to something that they didn't know you are an expert at? If so, how did it turn out for them? Who? <laughs> um, who? Who are we talking about? For for anybody. Whoever wants to jump in first. I'm not an expert in anything. I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty mediocre at everything. I'm not going to lie. So I had, a, I had a friend try to wrestle me. All right. And that didn't go well for them? No, I'm an expert at wrestling. I'm not an expert, but mm. I'm better than him. All right. <laughs> but <laughs> but, but he, cal he calculated wrong. Yeah, no, he, yeah that's it. Compared to him, he used that one move he saw. He like, I, I used the animal crucifix. <laughs> Did you really? No, I don't think so. <laughs> Manimo was about to run. Really? You should have said yes, Jason. Giving it to him. Lie to me. I don't give a Doc. fuck. Lie to me. Just say yes. I don't care. Doc, I imagine it happens with you, um, just like it happens with Ray, where people will engage in in conversations that like they don't necessarily know. Ray, I know Ray. I'm not sure if it was on our show or listening to him do other shows where he would talk about you know, the day after fights or the week after fights, you, you're in line at Starbucks and they're telling you what the fighter should have done. <laughs> like, no, that, 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 that always happens. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's in those, in those situations, they don't realize like, Hey, you know, 
this is what I do. I, I get it. I, I mean, they're not, they're not challenging me, but they think they're, they're helping me. <laughs> How about you, Manimal? Did that guy you hit in this, with a stick? Did I see a stick fight? Old Those have been fun. Fight. That was actually a good one. I forgot about that one. And then I found it on – I've been going through the old VHS tape. Some of them you just can't get much out of, but those had a couple clean shots in them. Man, that looked a little better. You know, you know what the problem, Steve, with those fights? If you notice in the video, there's no crowd at all. It's almost going to be I with the, with no, yeah, yeah, and that, and that was kind. Of, that was the problem. So back in the day, they used to try to piggyback those with the karate tournaments just to get people interested because yeah. the karate tournaments would draw people, but that didn't even work. It was always just a hard sell. It's a great art. Uh, but it, the selling that art is it, like there's never been technically a successful Kali only school, right? Well, it was no, I don't so think there always... has been. It's cool. It's great it, though. It, it's great conditioning. I think, I think the I think it's a yeah, fantastic art, but uh, you it know, doesn't it, sell well. It looks choppy. It yeah. can clash a lot. So that's what I was saying, Ray. Clean shots. Yeah. Are hard to land in that because you that stick's moving really fast. Yeah, that was tournaments. We that have actually, the gear yeah. on, so you could hit each other. I mean, even we used to do that, Ray. I'm trying to find it. I can't find any video of it. We used to do it with throws too. Yeah, 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 yeah. They had a they well, they had a couple of those tournaments, but like somebody got punoed in the throat under the mask, you know, it was, it was, it was, it got ugly really quick. That's the only, that's the problem. I love doing them. They were a lot of fun. When I think of it now, I'm out of my fucking mind, but still, I mean, an MMA fight is just as dangerous, but the stick is, yeah, yeah you could get like, yeah. yeah, it is dangerous. Even with the headgear. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I remember that. I mean, I think, uh, even that the metal, the welds on that cage too aren't that good. So I think a couple of punos went right, right through there. They broke really, through. Yeah, and yeah they weren't. The, they weren't. The, all over. Yeah, they were made more for like uh, horizontal strikes, not thrusting. Yes, you, you yeah, know. If you and if you, if you look at the way they're welded, it's not, not that heavy duty. But those were fun, right? You know, those were rounds. So those, no, no those, I no, those, his, those, are, those were one-minute rounds. I'm assuming, and they they burn you out. Ninety seconds, three ninety-second rounds. Yeah, that's heavy. That's a lot. But yeah, because you're whipping that thing around. Yeah, your arm is shot after that. <laughs> you're so blown up after that. And a manual. Is that gear heavy that you were wearing? Super heavy. The, the headgear is eight pounds. Oh wow! Okay, so yeah. So the headgear is eight pounds. But well, it looked like those medieval festivals, like the jousting. Yeah, <laughs> I fought in that too. Ray, when you had me wear right? all of that armor. stuff, I fought in that also. Do, do, that's you, do, you, do you remember when I was suited up with all of that? I mean, I think that that it must have been like thirty-five or forty pounds of equipment. And I'm well, not, I'm not very, yeah, I'm not very big. Pads, but, yeah. Elbow pads, like all the equipment, 35 pounds. Easily. Yeah. And based on my body Everything. weight, that was, yeah, that's a lot of stuff to wear. Yep. <laughs> you had me, you, you flicked me on the head that time. I felt like one of those cartoon characters. <laughs> 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 
Doc, don't make me, don't make me a, don't make me a woman beater on the podcast. Imagine that I, I start talking about how I destroyed somebody, and the doc goes, "That was me." <laughs> that, was doc, me. that was me. That was me. Horrible. Ray, remember when you hit me in the head with a stick? The doc. <laughs> <laughs> what was that Seinfeld episode with uh, <laughs> where he uh, he's at the karate school? Yeah, yeah, Kramer. That was Kramer, right? Yeah, yeah. Up little kids. (laughs) (laughs) UFC has filed for a series of trademarks with the United States Patent and Trademark Office for Fight Island and UFC Fight Island. The news was first reported on Twitter by Attorney Josh Gerben, who noted that Zufa, parent company to UFC, has filed for 22 trademarks related to those two terms. Looks like it's happening. Steve Lee, Fight Island, buddy. What a what a strange turn of events we, we've come to. I mean, yeah, I think that's why I'm agreeing with Steve. It's weird. It is just strange. Like, are we that need a fight? I don't know. I, yeah. I have a question for the doc. I would love yes. fights, but I, I guess. Well, I think that was initially meant for international fighters, right? Now oh, I, yes. I believe they're going to, yeah. Well, they can get international fighters there. What about the right. medical treatment? And this is what I worry about about putting any fights on until the healthcare system slows down. Let's say I'm out there or some you're and you get your fucking leg broken. Now I go to the hospital with all these COVID patients and I get sick for one of them when I got my leg broken. It takes me eight hours to get seen. <laughs> you know, it's gonna be a pain. Like I don't know. Is it responsible to have fights? until the system is slowed down and then the fight island question is how are you going to bring the right medical staff there am i going to get a cat scan on fight island randy couture called it pandemic island (laughs) (laughs) imagine that you get you get injured you get injured, you're in the EMS thing, and Jeffrey Epstein turns out to be the driver. <laughs> he's, alive, he's alive on Fight Island. He's got a mustache, and his shirt says Flepstein. We're like, wait a second. Yeah, right. Like the king comes out with the EMS Hold vest. Hold on a second. This yeah. is some bullshit I mean, here. Steve, this is horrible. <laughs> that guy might be operating the EMS truck on Fight Island. <laughs> that, that, that is very interesting to me, how they would even go about going to fighters who are injured or because there's no way that nobody on that car is going to need to go to the hospital unless unless they're no. planning to build their own facility on the island and staff That's it with the wrong people how much are they okay but here's another well, question though if right. it's if it's international it's fight island then usada can't have a role right uh it would be what i would guess uh, I don't know if anyone's getting involved in this one, guys. All of a sudden, Paulo Costa already yeah. lives there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Wait, do we like, leave Epstein? I'm still on the EMS drive. Imagine Epstein turns around, he sneezes, and his mustache comes off. Now you're injured and you're trapped in the, in the, in the freaking... <laughs> Get mess man going there. And you're oh. gonna get sex traffic then by Jeffrey Epstein, probably <laughs> yeah. a celebrity. Yeah, you start, you start <laughs> asking them, are we going to the hospital? And, and yeah, yet you're not anywhere near the hospital. You start, pan- <laughs> you start panicking. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he, you want to go the to one- the fucking hospital on Fight Island? Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> Imagine you can walk out. I'll be a, uh, you'll, you'll see our doctor, Dr. Vinny Bumbots. <laughs> that's right. That's exactly how it's You're fine. Walk it off. I have a broken leg. 
Imagine that, you. Anderson Silva goes in there with his shin broken. The doctor Vinny Lombards is like, oh, if you're going to be a fucking baby, we'll fucking cast it for you. <laughs> Speaking of Anderson Silva. Jason, I pulled it up. Anderson Silva is ranked ninth at middleweight. He's 15th. I just looked it up on UFC.com. I'm looking at this. Hold on. What are you looking at? What are you looking at? He has him at ninth. What is that? I'm going with Jason. UFC ever? I'm going with Jason. Go to UFC.com, the UFC website, and look at their rankings. He's number 15. Let me tell you something. Either way. Let me tell you something. Animal is the only guy that could actually upset Jason. Jason just yelling at him. You broke Jason. But we're talking about Anderson Silva, and Anderson Silva uh, reported that he actually wanted. Manuel, let me finish. Anderson Silva reported that he actually wanted to retire before his fight with Chris Weidman. He said Dana and Fertitta bought him a new Bentley, so he wondered if that was an attempt to buy him off to fight Weidman. So, so, um, but. uh, that even mean the guy fought like last year he said he's yeah. never talked about this before um and and before he he used the term to his wife if i win and he had never said anything like that uh before um that if he had beaten weidman that that first fight he would have he wouldn't have fought before um but he said hey he said i i'm uh, uh it was um it was a group of things, many things, that led to my loss that happened that way, Silva said. Weidman had all the merits and won. He won, well, but that's what happened. So He's saying Weidman had all the merits and won. However, he didn't really want to fight Weidman. He wanted to retire, but feels like kind of, kind of like Dana and, and Lorenzo uh, with the new Bentley kind of bought him off to fight Weidman. All, all the more reason he should have fought you know, to his, to the ultimate of his capability if you take I the I think that he fight. did. I think he yeah. fought to the ultimate of his capability. I mean, so, exactly. so basically what he's saying is he's a fucking whore. <laughs> <laughs> is that the moral of the story? And then for the rematch, they gave him a gift certificate to McDonald's. He did the rematch. <laughs> they let him have a shopping spree at Target. For the uh, rematch, they bought him out. <laughs> Listen, I know you don't want to do this, but here's a gift card to Starbucks. <laughs> I mean, what, what? I don't even understand. What does that mean? <laughs> I think he's just reflecting on the past and and is just now sharing that uh, he was thinking of retirement before. I really hope no one I mean, I don't, you know, imagine imagine that though, when no when Dana Dana and Lorenzo. Offering the Bentley and he took it, and then Lorenzo goes to Dana. Shit, we could have got him with a Chevy. <laughs> we could have got him with a fucking SUV, a Honda SUV. Why the fuck did we go with the Bentley? <laughs> you fucking morons! What the hell is going on? Yeah, this is <laughs> right for the, and you, you make a good point. What about the second fight? Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, and then why did he retire after that? He got a dozen duck donuts for that. After he lost the first fight, he drove the fucking Bentley into a wall. Jesus Christ. <laughs>
<laughs> Doc Sherry, you had mentioned <laughs> yes. You had mentioned earlier about the economy task force. I did want to note that Dana White was added to President Trump's new economy task force. Yes. <laughs> leaving that there. You don't want to throw it. You don't want to throw in a longo bomb. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I can't. <laughs> I'm, I'm a commission. I'm a commission doctor. I can't. All right, Scott. Scott on on uh, social media. Scott Br nine writes: Being quarantined in New York doesn't sound so bad when you think of the food choices. What are you guys ordering for delivery or takeout? Manimal. You mean as opposed to just fucking driving to Duck Donuts and Roy Rogers? Uh, delivery and takeout. Well, I've been cooking a lot normally. Nice. So I know that it sounded extravagant that I spent the whole day on an eating quest. I was definitely thinking extravagance. Yeah, but uh, no, I've been cooking a lot more. So I'm stocked up, a lot of meat in the freezer. Yeah. Steve Lee? I mean, the first two weeks we were in this whole thing, I was pretty much going, I was eating a lot of pizza. But um, <laughs> I've kind of like mellowed out now. Like, I'm just making all my food at home, basically. Recently, I've been on like a taco kick. I've been making a lot of like tacos and quesadillas. Um, I just had some French toast before I got on. I think that's why I'm so sleepy, honestly. Uh, yeah. Aside from that, no, nah, just making my own food now. Doc? Yeah, I like to cook, so I've been playing around. I had more time in the kitchen, so yeah, I like to cook. Awesome. Ray? Yeah, I got to tell you, man, my go-to thing, you know, was uh, Weidman got me hooked on this Ezekiel bread and peanut butter and jelly. Oh, no, I've been going to town. I'm about to eat one right now. No, it's actually Jeez. horrible. No, I'm going to keep that in the that. freezer. What was that? You got to keep that Ezekiel bread in the freezer. I go and, through. Uh, we keep it in the refrigerator, but the the other, you know, the other stuff we keep, we keep, like when we get it, we put it in the freezer, and then we, you know, when yeah. we start using it, we put it in the refrigerator. But it's it's actually really good. But besides that, I make all those shakes with a whole bunch of shit in them, and they're eating pretty clean, believe it or not. How about you, Jason? Uh, the first week was pretty rough. <laughs> I ate a lot of Chipotle and a lot of pizza. <laughs> not it wasn't okay but now now that i've been working every day pretty much throughout the week i'm eating whatever starbucks has to offer me oh, lots, nice. of, lots of breakfast sandwiches those egg white bites are amazing oh yes, yes those are amazing yeah i'm and craving mystic pizza in connecticut i might drive there tomorrow oh god <laughs> there it is. he's gonna go I from skin to smile you're gonna get pulled over you got New York plate. You get pulled over, buddy. Can you, uh, Manimal, can you do us a favor? Can you leave your mask and the hand sanitizer at home? Just go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've actually been pretty good with that. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm masked up, sanitized my gloves. Good. Yes. Now, when you do the next Manimal training camp, are you going to have guidelines? No, we have our own masks. We, we made a, I just made a new little... Like Manimal, like Apocalypse Animal logo. Manimal training mask. All our own mask. Beautiful. Doc, you like that? I do. We supply like the mask, that. gloves maybe. I was thinking maybe getting color-coordinated gloves. You could really have a theme. There you go. Why not? <laughs> What's I'll wear a Manimal training <laughs> camp mask. Yeah. yeah like we got to wear the mask. Fuck it. It'll make us 
even in better shape. It's like wearing that training mask all the time. Yeah. Wear that. I don't know about the size behind that, but all right. Our neighbor had the right <laughs> idea. Is, is your black belt equivalent going to be like the Viking thing? Are you yeah, going to have a different mask for different levels? Ooh, oh, yeah. That's a, mask. that's a good idea. Like I like that. Like cow mask. Yeah. I'll give them different colored masks. <laughs> it starts getting... White mask you just started. Yeah. That's good. I like that. All of a sudden, right. I want to feel like... like uh, if you're on a free trial, it's a reverse mask, so it covers your face except for your mouth. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Wait a second. Oh, you're you on a free trial, you get a disease. <laughs> I, th I thought it was going to be like, all right, uh, manimal trainees, everybody take out your cup and hook it onto your head. Manimal training can't. I'm going to make it like a scene out of uh, Clockwork Orange. Oh, Jesus. This guy's got a fucking <laughs> dildo hanging on. Great book. Right? Great yeah. book. Good movie, too. Oh, God. All right. I <laughs> that <was laughs> no, wait. First off, great movie. The, the, well, the, he, yeah, his we movies are famously so. You guys reading anything good? Shout out to audible.com slash MMA and beyond for anyone who wants to hear, uh, listen to incredible audiobooks. So you guys, uh, do you guys have anything good? Any good suggestions? Any good TV suggestions? I just finished the Waco series on Netflix. That was really good. Mm. Small Damn series, up. six or seven shows, and it was uh, it was really good to relive that that Waco, uh, Texas uh, scenario. It gives a good good point of view from both the government and the uh, branch Davidians. Pretty interesting. Anybody? I'm listening, I'm listening to a good audio book uh, called Neuro Neurogeneration, which is uh, a little bit uh, cerebral, but it's about how AI is affecting. Uh, our, our neurologic status and also what it can do to help. So the good and the bad. It's kind of it's a it's a great read. I'm on your wavelength. There you go. I'm reading an old sci-fi book, Dune, and it's about AI, right? There you go. I'm on your wavelength. It's a good book. There you go. Ray, man, I'm not. Uh, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but I'm 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 contemplating. I. You hear Rogan talk about that guy with the Manson? Yeah, like, yeah. He just had that guest on. That was interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually thinking of that. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not sure about yeah. why I want to do it, but uh, but they're, they're really saying that Manson was a product of the CIA. I think that was his point in the, uh, you know, which a lot of people, I guess, uh, that MK Ultra where they were, you know, testing out mind shit and the effects of LSD on people and just Wait, uh, or, ordinary citizens. Or you I didn't know. listen to this. Wait, what happened here? Oh no, it's pretty far. It's pretty fucking wacky. But uh, yeah, uh, it was. Lot, did ahead. you hear it, Steve? I, I might. I might yeah, I did. I'm looking it up for Steve right now. Um, yeah. It was a a recent. It was a recent guest. On Rose. Yeah. yeah on, about the government engaging in psyops. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, California, uh, yeah. California was always big on that, uh, trying to, they had that uh, couple of weird places where you, they were really experimenting with mind control. And, I mean, even to the point Remote where how, viewing, how, how you can affect sporting events with it. You know, there was, uh, that was a, not a bad book. It's called Men on Magic Carpets. It's a fucking crazy They have a lot of work crazy remote story. viewing. What was that? Remote viewing. Like Edgar Casey, the sleeping prophet. Yeah, I don't know if it was. Uh, 
Not like I, I got to tell you, Steve, that's not a bad – I mean, it was really weird, but uh, there were a couple of guys that came out of there, Pete Carroll being one of them, the guy that used to coach the Jets who never even wanted yeah. to talk, talk about it. You know, but then when you listen to people – that he coached, he was a little weird with shit. So, uh, well, there's, yeah, there's some, there's some Steve Lee, just so you know that that Joe Rogan episode, the, the guy's name is Tom O'Neill. Okay. It's episode 1459. Um, and it is pretty cool. I'm, I'm always fascinated by history and how many people were actually have CIA connections. Yeah. Well, back, back then I think it was easier too. Yeah, it's really huge in how they try to influence things and programs, and it was so much easier to just make them um, CIA agents, quote-unquote agents, just so that they have that international uh, protection. And so it's pretty interesting to see how that goes and, and how it, conspiracy theories are kind of crazy, but sometimes the true, you know, the official story is also crazy, and the truth is somewhere in the middle, even with that stuff. And it's, I give it's that really a interesting. That's really cool. Give yeah, that Steve, one a sure. Steve, did you follow that case at all? No. No, Steve uh, Maraboli. You no, I, 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 had, I had read about that, um, uh, those type of programs, those type of Manchurian candidate programs before. Right. Um, but, and so it, there's, a, there's a lot of those type of programs. So it does sound. Like there was some fuckery in there, but oh you know, no, no, it's believable. But did you yeah. know? Did you ever follow uh, Vincent Bugliosi, the guy that prosecuted that case? No. Uh, then you wouldn't. It wouldn't make you know. Wouldn't uh, forget about it then. But yeah. it was really interesting. Re I mean, it was there were a lot of disturbing things in that interview for a number of reasons. But uh, we'll get into it at another time. But it was uh, it was wacky because I mean I remember that distinctly. Wow. So, yeah. What was that? You said you were watching. What is that on? The Manson? That was on Rogan's podcast, the guy talking about it. It wasn't a document. I thought it was a... It was a book. He was talking about his book and um, and O'Neill's guy's last name and just kind of all the, the, the truths that they have. What I liked about his interview is he didn't really let even Joe go into too many places that he couldn't verify. So just even the things that they have verified, proven to be true, really flips it all. Uh, oh, yeah, he was down. very, he was, Steve, he was very clear on that. Yeah. He wasn't overstepping his boundaries at all, which is pretty cool. I mean, he would say, look, this is speculation. This is what I researched and got facts on. This can't be, like, I'm not going to be charged with libel or whatever, whatever that yeah. would be. But you know what I'm saying? He was, he cut him off 10, I mean, what I heard, a number of times yeah. saying, look, I don't have that. That That's not, let me be clear on it. So I thought he did a great job on that. But my, my point with the whole thing is I'm not really just sure what anything means. I mean, <laughs> I, you know what I mean? Like back in the day, I know you did shit to get a conviction. That doesn't mean the guy wasn't guilty. Right. You know? But I mean, you know, what is like, what are we supposed to say? But he was a victim of, you know, taking LSD that the government was giving him and the devil made me do it, you know, that type of shit. But that guy never redeemed himself in fucking prison. Right. Who are we going to count? Who, who are we going to fucking believe? Squeaky from? I mean, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> fucking Tex Watson? I mean, these guys were fucking nuts. He's definitely, but, and you, but you do have those, you have those Manchurian candidate programs and, and yeah, they're, they're connected they're connected and they have so many um, 
uh, we just went over the Oklahoma City bombing anniversary as well, where I think that was today, I think the anniversary, the 19th. And that had a bunch of really weird connections to those type of things as well, as well as a, a book manuscript that, that described it almost even the people's names that preceded it uh, in the years before. So it's very interesting how how some of it kind of plays and we, we also get these little glitches in the matrix. What I like about stories like that, Ray, or you guys ever see that hunting Hitler series uh, with yeah. Tim Kennedy? Uh, I saw a couple of them. Yeah. A little bit of it. So what was really cool about that is in the end, you don't know what happened, but, but you could be sure that the official story isn't what happened. So you're not sure what exactly did happen, but the official story most likely didn't. And it doesn't seem like it did. So those type of things I always enjoy because it's, you know, they're fun uh, psychological. Well, well, Steve, listen, up until really, I, I think at least recently, I mean, history was just whatever they wanted you to, whatever yeah. narrative they wanted. Now we're going back and, you know, even guys, you know, they want to take down Christopher Columbus's statue. And, you know, they want to throw that, <laughs> you, know, like, you know, we get it. Nobody was perfect. You know what I mean? But, yeah. Everybody was not what you learned, or at least what I learned. And uh, right, or things weren't as clear growth. as you learned them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, I mean, even What's up, animal. As a uh, historian, I always caution against the whitewashing of history. You don't want to take down the Statue of Columbus. That's what those. That's what uh, it looks like in the totalitarian <laughs> government. You don't know the past. Knowing the past. And presenting it in a, as whole a picture as you can is what makes a society, what I would say is civilized, right, or modern. If you hide your past, then you can tell you anything. Uh, the president of North Korea, he's always, he invented the cure for coronavirus, right? Like if you run right. a dictatorship, you don't know history. So don't take down the statue. You should know the history then. If you want to reframe history you could tell that story but don't take the statue down it becomes a good point to have a conversation right taking it down you could almost damage uh, the ability to to interact with history and then always oh, have this narrative that you can't refute what's that statue there right how'd that get there so i think it's important as a historian i like to protect that stuff so Folks, you're saying like when they were ripping down that statue of Saddam Hussein when he got he's saying it. keep it we there. We should have left we should have left it up. He said keep it there. Manimal says uh, based, based on that, Hitler's face would still be all over Germany. He, he wants that's it there. an interesting point. Right? It's it's the point that you just made. Folks, if you're gonna be like yeah, me, that's the reverse of the point I made. Physical health, make sure you check out onit.com, onit.com slash MA Beyond. Get to use the promo code, save some money, get fit with me. Uh, I, I am sure that there, I am not the only one who may put on a couple of pounds during this quarantine. After that, the good news is we get to snap back into shape, better, better behaviors, better uh, exercise and diet patterns. If you need help, if you need form, if you need supplements, check out onit.com slash MMA Beyond. Also, audible.com, get your free book for MMA and Beyond. Uh, it helps support the show. I'm going to go back to promoting Wimps to Warriors soon as we're able to move on that. I'm also going to connect with their president. We're going to come up with some really cool stuff, exercises, ideas, philosophies, 
these type of things to, to keep pushing you to be at your best. And if you can uh, participate in the Wimp to Warrior program, that's always going to be available to you as well. Once again, another shout out to Abe and the team at Lifetime Chimney. Thank you so much. Great things. Reflection of excellence. We hear it all the time. And thank you for helping out the great Ray Longo. You can hear Ray Longo on the Anakin Florian podcast every Monday. Check them out. They have a new website. They also have cool merchandise, some really cool stuff. So check out all the other people uh, working really hard at the Anakin Florian uh, pond- podcast. Steve Lee, how can they find you, brother? Uh, they can find me on Instagram at Steven Lee and the gym page at for MMA. And if you want to follow the doc, that's going to be on Instagram at Doc Combat Sports. Wait, and Steve, let me just say one thing. I mean, we talked about Anderson Silva getting a Bentley, right? I, mean, I happen to have gotten the Bentley of chimney caps from Lifetime Chimney. I got the Bentley of chimney caps. I don't give a shit. Nobody, I don't even know. And I didn't even have to fight anybody. going to be a headline. They didn't have to talk me out of retirement. I got the Bentley of chimney caps. Just go out and get a chimney, Jason, please. Talk your father to get a new chimney. Animal, you might be Santa Claus this year for the twentieth time. Get a fucking new chimney, would you? So you actually fit down this one. Thank the gods, I don't have to be Santa Claus anymore. When you are fat, you always have to be Santa Claus. Can you get your parents to get a new chimney? (laughs) (laughs) Animal, how can they find you, buddy? But when they want to come to Brooklyn, I don't know. Lamita, Abe will be embraced all over the world. What are you talking about? Country over here. Tell, you, listen, animal, right. tell your mother, make your roast beef sandwich and get a fucking chimney. <laughs> Yo, we should get my mom on next episode. She'd be hilarious. Manimal, how can they find you? Buddy? Guys, Manimal on Twitter and Instagram. I'm going to be ramping things up. Tomorrow I'll be uh, pretty lit, as the kids say. <laughs> and then after that, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna smoke all my weed and then I'm gonna do 30 days no weed like it's in fight camp. No, he's not. Animal, can you do us a Manimal, can you weigh in next week on this show? Next week Jason, on the show, I'll be sober then. Jason, right, could in. you represent Uh-oh. as the kids say? Representing the kids, we do not say it like that. <laughs> we highly we thank you for trying, but we're gonna have to decline your offer. Jason, how could they <laughs> find you? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> At Jason Maraboli, Instagram and Twitter, simple as that. Nice folks. Thank you again for sharing the show. Uh please give us a five-star rating and tell people all about us, support our teams, support our gyms, support your gyms, and let's keep at it. We're getting closer. Hey, this is MMA and Beyond. We'll catch you next time.